Welcome to the BioCurious Podcast with your host, Kayla Osterhoff. As a health scientist, biohacker, and generally curious person, I'm always looking for new ways to optimize and integrate mind, body, and spiritual health. I created this podcast to explore the magic and science of human biology and expand your consciousness through learning. If you enjoy the episode that you're about to hear, please leave a review and share it with someone who can benefit from the information. Now let's get curious. my bio-curious friends. Happy hump day. I hope that you are enjoying this beautiful Wednesday wherever you may be in the world. I am actually on the road right now traveling across the country and as I've been on the road I've actually had a chance to catch up on some of my favorite podcast episodes and I'm remembering why this is my favorite way to learn. I was inspired by all of your amazing feedback for this podcast, so I'm paying it forward, paying forward the love, and reviewing all of the podcasts that I listen to along the road trip. If you love this show, the best way to express it would be to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can reach more ears and minds such as yours. I am so appreciative of every single review that we receive and take all of the feedback to heart, including this one from my Mitchie, sorry if I messed that up, 1717, who wrote, thanks Kayla, I just listened to the COVID-19 podcast and it really put a little extra sunshine into my morning, brought a calmness and extra surety in hearing from a well-informed, trustworthy source like yourself, whom I've been following closely on Instagram for quite some time now. God bless your work and thank you for the countless hours, studies, and frontline service that you have given for all of us. I love your heart and appreciate that you are willing to share it and for your awesome knowledge and understanding of this topic and so many others with all of us. So helpful. Thank you so much, MyMitchy1717, for that awesome review that really touched my heart and made my day and put a big smile on my face. And for being a supportive member of the BioCurious community, we would love to gift you with a free lifetime membership to the BioCurious Co-op, which is normally 96 per year, but you will have free lifetime access. So please email us at biocuriouspodcast at gmail and we'll get you your membership started. The BioCurious Co-op is an evidence-based holistic health resource exchange and learning platform for like-minded health explorers like all of you and me. It includes a private discussion forum to exchange ideas, feedback, ask questions, and connect with other BioCurious members. And it has a full library of downloadable biohacking guides, presentations, infographics, videos, and other holistic health content and a comprehensive biohacking guides with actionable information to help you optimize your health and wellness, including a biohacking brain fog guide, a biohacking the skin microbiome guide, functional nutrition guides, biohacking the female hormone cycle, and many more. And we actually just had our first of many co-op members private meet and greet online, which was super fun. You can head over to BioCuriousKayla.com for more info and leave us a review for a chance to win a lifetime membership for yourself. We hope to see you in there or on the reviews. Now let's get into today's episode with Troy Casey, which is the red pill conversation that you have been waiting for and is sure to expand your mind and your heart. I know it did for me. Troy, or otherwise known as the Certified Health Nut on social media, is a well-known longevity authority and a corrective exercise and holistic kinesiology practitioner who has inspired millions of people to live with vitality and authenticity. 
He has been working in this space for more than 30 years, including work with indigenous cultures and exploring ancient and esoteric healing practices. In our conversation today, we discuss all of this and more. So buckle up and let's dive in. So Troy, thank you so much for joining me on the BioCurious podcast today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. And thank you for taking some time out of your trip. I know that you and your son are out in the desert enjoying nature and kind of getting unplugged for a little while. So I'm sorry to disrupt that, but I'm really grateful to have you on. And I think we're going to have a really fun conversation today. Yeah. You know, I was born for these times and, you know, luckily I've been able to you know, create my life around exactly what I do. So getting on a podcast while I'm on the road, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity and uh, we got a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. Well, thank you again and I appreciate it. And I'm excited also that your son's along for the ride. So if he ever wants to join in the conversation, he is welcome to as well. Okay, he's a little shy, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll ask his perspective because he's yeah. a very intelligent kid. I, I put him through the Waldorf school system, which Amazing. Uh, teaches the children how to think for themselves, not what yes. to think. And so yeah. if we get on a subject and I see him lit up, I'll ask for his perspective. Cool. Well, no pressure, but that would be amazing. We haven't had a youthful perspective on the podcast yet. So I would really love it. But why don't we start right there where you were just mentioning that children starting in grade school typically are taught to think in a certain way. Grade school is really where the systemization starts, but it actually starts at the age of zero before you're born and through the age of seven when your subconscious is open, fully open to suggestion because we're in more of a theta state during that period of a brainwave, which means that our subconscious mind is fully open to being molded and changed and basically shaped based and and deriving our beliefs and behaviors for the rest of our life. So tell me a little bit more about your conscious parenting approach and why that's important and how that relates to the way that adults think in this world today. Well, I think you, you nailed it. You know, our nervous system is myelinated from zero to seven. And so we are literally programmed. And so, and you can reverse that programming. You know, that's pretty much your imprint, actually from minus nine months to seven, as you said, before right. zero to seven. And so first and foremost, I think it's important to recognize that the mind stores information in images and the Disney corporations and industrial age school system as well. It's designed to program you to be a cog in the wheel of the corporations. For example, I went to school on the East Coast in in Connecticut and they had brick buildings and big loud bells that would ring all the time, just like a factory. So we've got that Pavlovian response built into us just from the schooling well at least it was you know that's the way it was 45 years ago or plus more for 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 me in my education and so the i got a news flash for everyone the industrial age school system is over with right the industrial age is (laughs) over with but we're still educating people we're still educating people in that in that consciousness and uh luckily the internet is helping wake everything up and so the, uh, the system is set up to make us learn information rote, so we just repeat it. And so that's what to think. And most of our scientific literature is based in research bias from corporations trying to sell products. And so a lot of our basis for education, including Christopher Columbus discovered America, you know, what we're discovering, germ theory versus terrain theory, Louis Pasteur versus Antoine Beauchamp. You know, we're going through that right now with the coronavirus. People are believing in this whole germ theory that there's some kind of existential threat that can get us. And not that there aren't parasites, fungus, mold, bacteria, microbes, 
uh, insects that will literally kill you. I worked in the Amazon many years as a medicine hunter, and you're not the top of the food chain. So look, potential dangers are there. They're always, they're always a potential threat, but God has given us our immune system to fight off. So again, I digress. And so I think a lot of the information that we've been programmed to believe as fact and just to obey science, which has turned into scientism, which is a religion, people use the word science as if it was fact, but science is a methodology of observation. It's ever evolving as we evolve and our tools get better. But again, once again, most of the scientific research that's been done has been done by an agribusiness company, a chemical company, a weapons manufacturing company, or some kind of type of pharmaceutical company saying it's a-okay to give us these toxic substances or release them into the environment when the opposite is actually factually true. When you look at something like DDT and now glyphosate, which is everywhere, which knocks out the gut microbiome, which is directly corrected to the brain and how we think. And lo and behold, so we've got programming from the industrial age uh, system. Then we're being maimed by the chemicals that are actually out there unleashed in our environment. And what people are doing right now is they're, they're, they're waking up. And so a lot of people, you know, there, there is a challenge with taking, you know, new information. But the fact of the matter is I have basic information for most people, hydration, nutrition, sleep, movement, nature, relationships. But if they need red pill information, I have plenty of that. Why? <laughs> because we are only healthy to the degree we are conscious. And we are only conscious to the degree we are healthy. We are 70% of the American people are obese or overweight. And that has risen exponentially since I've had my company running. And 70%, let me remind you, is close to 100% with exponential growth. If I do not put my foot down and change the world, then I will become statistically <laughs> probably insignificant if you look at the health implications of being just 15 pounds overweight, mm -hmm. but obesity is marked at 50 so let's let's get a reality check. Let's get a gut check. Let's get a let's get a mirror check and really look at who and what we are as a species and how connected we are to the environment, how connected we are to symbiotic relationship with microbes, pathogens, parasites, fungus, what we've done to the earth. We must remember that that the garbage cleaners of mother nature, the garbage cleaners of our closed organic life cycle are the microbes and so you want to make sure that you're living a life worth living otherwise the garbage cleaners will come and, and decompose you and so don't be a host don't take on and that also includes brain viruses and that is what the biggest virus that's happening on right now people are eating these these cookies of lies and hoaxes based on business. Business is synonymous with corruption with the current petrodollar fiat currency illusion we've been sold since birth. So I'm calling forth a world beyond money, a world beyond oil. We're not there yet. So my mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems. My vision is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in my lifetime. I'm here to usher that in. We are going through a, an ascension process. And so for everyone, I have peace on earth to talk about. I have, I have realizing heaven on earth and building systems and societies around that. The potential for that to be the opposite and hell on earth to reign supreme is already presented. So for those people, I have plenty of red pill information all over my social media. I talk about our freedom, our rights. We don't need freedom written down on a piece of paper, but hey, lo and behold, we live in, I live in the United States of America, and we actually wrote it down for the rest of the world. For better or for worse, for what our military has been co-opted, America represents some cool stuff in advancing human consciousness. I do believe when we inter interwine that with indigenous wisdom, which here's another news flash. The Constitution of the United States of America was co-opted through the Iroquois Confederacy and the, and the founding fathers' connection with the Iroquois Indians of the time. They took the Iroquois Confederacy and they adopted it 
into our constitution. The only thing that was left out was that women were allowed to change the men in power as they saw fit. So there was a divine feminine component. And so, and, and, and now we've been totally sold cookies on feminism and all sorts of other false pretenses and concepts selling and dividing and conquering the family right at the dinner table, either through the economy or through the idea of feminism. And before anybody chucks me underneath the bus, I'm for freedom and liberation for all. I'm the Pied Piper of human liberation. Do whatever you want as long as you're not harming anyone else. That is the only law of the land. And so, 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 so there you go. I'm calling forth peace on earth and I'm running for president of planet earth in 2020. And my, 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 my platform is free energy, Tesla technology or cold fusion or zero point technology or optimized solar, however you want to harness it. I'm calling forth renewable, sustainable, free energy, free energy, free 50 free. And then gift economy, brothers and sisters give their gifts that they've been imbued by the creator and, and, and we evolve past the debt slave currency of fiat currencies. And then we have self-care education. When you take care of yourself, you take care of the local environment next to you. And then from there, permaculture. Food is free when you plant a seed in the ground. They got Indians out in New Mexico growing watermelons and sand. So, hey, check in with that. That is the truth. Everything else we've been sold lie. And we're not victims. This is just as in the Vedic scriptures they say, God playing God. This is the big cosmic joke we are awakening to. Mm. I wish that we had a president of Earth or not so much a president of Earth, but a Earth culture instead of a country and desperate culture. That would be really cool. And I'm also for peace on Earth. I do agree with you. I think that we anytime we take extremes, Republican, Democrat, male versus female, or, you know, what, whatever other oppo opposition stance that we can take, when, when we take the extremes of either of these stances, we, it really does push us away from each other. And I think it's the same between countries. As we talked a little bit before we hopped on this, I've worked in global health for many years and looking at cultures around the world and their systems and how things differ and how things are the same. It's, it teaches you a lot about the commonalities between humans, which if we allow them will be many and the differences that different systems can create in human culture. So uh, being here in the US, like you said, we are offered so many opportunities for freedom. And then in a lot of ways, we are, our freedoms are taken away from us because we are so domesticated in our lifestyles and reliance on technology and media and entertainment and all of that. So um, I, I would love to see a world that is truly a world culture instead of a country by country culture and these separate systems well i mean what i'm calling forth for everyone that's worried about bill gates or or the deep state or the one world government or the new world order or whatever is call forth that vision that's in your heart and not only do i interview a lot of people but i have a lot of wealthy clients i have a lot of clients from all walks of life and everybody wants to make the world a better place but Einstein said you can't solve a problem at the same level of mind that created it. So the reason we have so much disparity in other cultures and worlds is because the way the world is set up with the World Bank and the IMF lending loans to quote unquote third world countries and building infrastructure and then asking for a slave wage and their people to pull it out of the ground. And if they don't agree with that, we've got We've got the American military will get sent in. That's the way of the world, and that's for natural resources. But when we have free energy on this planet, and when we move to the gift economy, which is the Zulus from South Africa, they have a word for it called Ubuntu. And Ubuntu means contributionism. When we can 
switch over to that. And I think there's some magical things that need to happen. The octave, the vibration, the frequency and vibration of planet Earth is going through an octave change. We've got neutrinos coming from the central uh, sun, the central part of the galaxy. It's already passed through Neptune and, and, uh, and, and Jupiter, and it's coming here. So there is going to be an octave change. So my clarion call to all the brothers and sisters out there on this planet, because we're all one or none. No one's free until we're all free. And we got to end the debt slave system and the central banking and these massive government and, and intergovernment agencies like the, the, all these clandestine things, the World Economic Forum, all this stuff is steeped in the problems of the world. And so natural medicine and biohacking, that, that was original man. The ways yeah. to take care of the body are already there. Our advances in technology and society, we need to use that for human beings, not against human beings. And so the research that I've shown is these pharmaceutical companies are injuring people and making them customers for life. I work with Robert Kennedy Jr. and, and uh, you know, given him his money for his children's health funds and, 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 raised, and raised money for the films that he's doing on vaccines. And so there's more than meets to the eye. And pe people have to understand as they're trying to usher and roll out these vaccines that every manufacturer of vaccines are convicted felons. So listen to them, not me. Do what you're told, right? Which is how you're programmed from the industrial age school system. So back again, all roads lead to that. Biohacking, you have to be able to dismantle decolonize your mind, deprogram your mind, take the ideas, the brain viruses, the mimetic viruses, and cleanse your mind, whether you use meditation, whether you use the ayahuasca that I worked with in the Amazon for many years, whether you use uh, hypnosis. These things are all the gateway into freeing your mind. Once you free your mind, you realize that you are imbued with the power of the creator and you can create whatever you set forth in your mind. Every physical thing that you see in the world that's not nature was created in the mind of man, first and foremost. The Wright brothers wanted to fly like an eagle and they were called, they were crazy. And now we take it for granted going down to the airport and flying anywhere where we want. What else is possible? Steve Jobs wanted to put a handheld computer and instant communication device in everyone's hand. Okay. What else is possible? Whatever we dream and conceive and believe in, we can achieve. And so whatever's, you know, bottom line, it's already been written. This stuff's already happened. So we use the laws of alchemy, love, truth, and wisdom, and we create what we desire from our heart. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I really admire your approach to helping people and coaching people on their health in this really holistic and, and nature forward approach. I think that what you're saying is, and something that I firmly believe in, is that we have to, we have to look away from systems and outside of ourselves and look towards ourselves, towards our individuality, towards our own mind for the answers, because if we cannot take personal ownership and responsibility of our health, then how do we expect anybody else to put our health first? You know, even if insurance that's, companies that's or correct. healthcare systems or yeah, even if, even if these systems have uh, in the original idea, you know, people's health in mind and they, they might have a good intention, it's, it's impossible for a big system to do what is needed and what is right for each individual. It's impossible. So the individual has to be able to do what they need for themselves. And when we take the power away from ourselves and we put it on any system, we are going to find disease in that approach. That's correct. And that's why I put it in my book, Ripped at 50, a journey to self-love, right? Mm. So it's self-love, self-care, yeah. self-governance. All knowledge is knowledge of self. But if you're looking at the human being as a biological entity, as a physiological entity, and as a psychological entity, then it may be in your best interest to optimize that 
so that your psychology can run optimally because your biology, especially the gut microbiome, is not being poisoned continuously. You actually have an intact gut-brain connection, which, mm. FYI, there's brain ganglia that goes through the heart at the same time. So it's all connected. So clean up the gut is prime directive. Yeah, so when you're working with your clients, is that where you always start? Do you start with nutrition and gut microbiome or do you start with mindset and intention? Where, where's the starting point usually? Well, it goes hand in hand, but the first thing that I work with is people's legacy, their dream, their purpose in life, and their legacy. Because when you have a dream big enough, there, you don't need a crisis. So is that where you started in your journey? Did you start from your purpose and finding your purpose? And is that how your health evolution came to be? No, I w I, uh, I'm a firm believer. We've got two forces on this planet, yin, yang, masculine, feminine, inhalation, exhalation, up, down, etc. And so I believe that our curse is our gift. And I had digestive problems. And I was a Versace model sitting in Italy, modeling for my career, and I was bloating, and it was affecting how I looked in front of the camera, how I looked and felt. And from there, I started to research on fasting, internal purification, herbs, juicing, natural foods, etc. And 31 years later, I've tested those things and applied them into my body, or my human laboratory, if you will, and which is exemplified on the cover of my book. I've been able to, it's not about as if I'm God's gift to bodybuilding or, or physique or anything like that. It's just I'm showing people what's possible for a human being uh, to be as healthy as I am at my age. Yeah, I love that. And There's I love that scientific... you represent. <laughs> hey, that my is the best science. Proof. Yeah, I think that's the best science and the best approach. And honestly, true scientists question everything. And they use themselves as their first line of evidence, right? So that's why I love biohacking and the whole community around biohacking. And just like what you said, biohackers make their bodies their laboratory, their testing ground. They do self-experimentation to find out if things work or if things don't work versus just taking somebody's word for it. And I love that. We lost connection the last time we were speaking because you wow, were nice. out in the desert enjoying the sunshine on a little camping trip with your son. And so I'm totally behind that. And thank you for making the time to reconnect today so we could finish our conversation. Last time we left off, you were telling, we were talking kind of about how change, change in the world, positive change in the world really begins at the individual level with each person. And you were talking a little bit about how that looked for you and your journey to health and a positive mindset and, and how that looked for you. Yeah, well, ultimately, you know, I'm like everyone else. We're all in the same boat. We have our, we have our mental, emotional, physical, and uh, spiritual challenges, and we've come to earth in the physical realm, in my humble opinion, to work through our own spiritual evolution and our trials and tribulations that present themselves to us are there for us to overcome. And then once we become, we overcome that, we become, we become stronger and more resilient, and then we can evolve. The, the, the Greeks used to say, or call it gnosis praxis intellicus. So mm. to know, to do, to become an ever evolving phi ratio spiral of evolution. And so we've never arrived. I think that's one of the traps in the spiritual world to you know read some spiritual texts or literature, travel to a faraway land, have a, an enlightening experience, uh, even with something like ayahuasca in the jungle, and then to get on our high horse and think that we've arrived and start proselytizing to that. But the fact of the matter, one of my spiritual mentors, Reverend Michael Beckwith, who wrote an, uh, an endorsement on the cover of my book, you know, he, he liked it many years ago. He's like, when you fly to Australia and Qantas delivers you there, you don't get off 
into your tourist destination and go up to everyone and go, isn't Australia great here? Qantas is, Qantas is everything. You know, you got to obey down to the, bow down to the Qantas God. You know, Qantas is really everything. No, that's just the, that's just the vehicle that got you to the realization that you're at right now. It's not that you throw that away. It's just a tool in your own awakening, whether that's the Bible or the Quran or, or ayahuasca or any spiritual realization that you've come to, you take that in and then you rise to a certain level. You, you never arrive. And then you, you integrate and you keep evolving. Gnosis, praxis, and telling us. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think it's part of this whole conversation around spiritual bypass is folks kind of feel like there's a stepwise approach and then you get, once you kind of check all the boxes, then you are enlightened and then, you know, you've reached the end of your human evolution. But I am a lifelong learner and I'm learning new things every day, especially doing, having conversations like this. And I don't believe that our human evolution ever ends. I think that we, if we choose to, we can become better and more enlightened and more spiritual and more healthy and more happy every day until the day we die. Well, and I postulate, you know, here, here, here's the crescendo to all of that. You know, ultimately the ultimate realization is that we are God. But once you realize that, you're going to come back into earth and feel the difference, the duality, the dualistic paradox that we live in to actually have a feeling sensation of what it's like to be God. And I think what we do, or I postulate, or this is one of my working philosophies, is that it's, it's like they say in the Vedic scriptures, you know, this is the big cosmic joke. It's like God takes that sheet of acid, if you will, or God takes that, that blue pill and forgets who God is. And then we are awakening back up into that realization. And then once we realize, we go back in because there's always more to learn and more to experience. And so God doesn't understand God in a vacuum, if you will. And I don't want to get too philosophical and <laughs> use the word God, which triggers religion. And God knows there's been so much turmoil created by the religious bodies of the world that's mm -hmm. not where I'm, I'm i'm going it's really just to an evolutionary awakening and ultimately we have the power of god inside of us we can all make babies that is the power of creation and then anything in the physical realm that we see that's physical that's not nature was created in the mind of man first so my whole thing is people want to know what's going to happen post coronavirus if you know, Bill Gates is going to inject us with nanobot vaccines that are going to interface uh, our biology with technology, and we're going to load up to the mainframe of AI and this dystopian reality. However, I'm using the creation principle imbued by me through the creator, just like the Wright brothers wanting to fly like an eagle. I'm here to usher in peace on earth, equitable systems for all mankind clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in my lifetime. That is, you know, humans only have four needs, water, shelter, food, and, and technology. Technology can be represented at fire. I'm sorry, fire. And fire can be represented as technology, whether that's a, 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 a internal combustion engine car or transportation vehicle and or the technology that we're all plugged into the Wi-Fi and the, and the electricity here. And so those are our only four needs. We can use technology to help create those basic human needs. And then from there, we could advance from there. That's the vision that I'm creating. And we need clean air, water, and soil to actually be able to biohack our lives, right? To, to, to actually live a hospitable life. And right now that's being threatened. It's showing up in the tissues of the human being. 75% of the American people are obese or overweight, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. The war on cancer was declared 50 years ago, 60 years ago, and it has exponentially risen with the amount of money we've thrown at it. So we got to start looking at some of these discrepancies, these oxymorons that are in our reality and move in alignment with life affirmative principles. Yeah. So 
what do you, you know, where the situation is the situation. We do have industrial farming and we do have big pharma and we have our government and, and this is the reality that we live in, but there are a million positive things that go along with some of these things as well. And so, so when we look at the individual, what are some simple things that anyone or simple steps that anyone can take right now, given the situation that they can start to prevent some of these illnesses or reverse some of these illnesses or just overall build their health and wellness and happiness? So what, the reason I wrote the book is because I came out of the jungle in 2006, seeing the deforestation component of the rainforest, knowing that the cure for cancer was down there, knowing that my brothers and sisters, that the Indians that were on the land were being displaced from their land from oil explorations, cash crops, et cetera. And so what is the solution? It took me, took me about 12, 12 years or so to kind of formulate in my mind we have to meet people where they're at. 70% of the American people are obese and overweight. These are fundamental principles. This is basic biology, basic physiology, and basic psychology that no one can argue with. The nine pillars in this book are the first principles, as they say in physics. They're basic immutable physical laws that we have to work with in the framework, in the material realm here. So hydration, very important. Sleep is very important. Nutrition, uh, relationships, connection with nature. These are the, the fundamental pillars of life on earth. And when those are balanced, you can become healthy. How do we, the natural law of correspondence states as above, so below. How do we expect the world to be healthy geopolitically, economically, environmentally, if we are not healthy ourselves? Where are right. our impure thoughts? You know, everyone wants to label people as racism and misogynist and all this divide and conquer. Where is that negativity residing inside your own consciousness, inside your own heart? As Gandhi said, become the change that you wish to see in the world. So we can't look outside of ourselves for the solutions. The solutions reside inside of ourselves. Then once you realize that you need a basic level of biochemistry and physiology to be marginally okay with inside your own structure to be presentable to another human being. For example, if you don't have money and you live in the society, uh, you don't have nutrition, you don't have nutrition, you start losing your, your brain power, your gut microbiome gets compromised. That's your second brain. It affects your brain chemistry. You're out of balance. You try and self-medicate that with marijuana, caffeine, or alcohol and pharmaceutical drugs, that starts going down a downward spiral. If it's even worse and you have mental health problems, you get marginalized, pushed outside of society, you become homeless, you become on pharmaceutical drugs, on illicit drugs, and then you become a drag on the society. So you have to get your biochemistry up to a certain level, and that requires organic food, especially if you're looking at what glyphosate does to the gut microbiome. Uh, it kills all the beneficial bacteria and allows the bad bacteria to proliferate. This creates imbalances in the body, and then when people are out of balance, then they start making decisions that are detrimental for others. Enter in the debt slave fiat currency made up economy, and this is a dog eat dog world. And so to, to have any semblance of balance, and all the ancient sages have said walk the middle path, which means balance. You need balance in your nutrition. You need high quality hydration. You need a comfortable place to sleep to where you can restore your energy field. And then, and then and only then can you get out in the marketplace, get out in the community and be of service to other people. Otherwise, you're just a drag on the system. So you being healthy, people out there being healthy is a fundamental component of transforming the world, of healing the world. You wanna heal the world, heal yourself. You don't like geopolitics, heal yourself. Because once you nail down your physiology, your biochemistry, then you got to look at your psychology and see how you're contributing to the greater whole. I love that. Yeah, I think I agree with you 100%. I think it all begins with the individual. And like you said, these kind of negative thoughts and feelings and emotion turn into negative 
actions, which then start to impact more than just yourself. It impacts everybody around you. And like you said, it could go further down the line where you become a burden to society or just not even contributing positively to your environment and community. So I agree with you a hundred percent. So when it comes to, you know, your physicality, your biochemistry and your psychology, these are areas of your life that you have really started to master and, and get to a really healthy place. And so now looking from a healthy place, what is the next step for you in your human evolution? What are you working on now? I know that you have a regular Qigong practice and you do all kinds of things nutritionally and connecting with nature, but how do you keep yourself healthy and how do you keep evolving forward? Well, good, good question. I mean, everything I put in the book is those are my daily practices. I work my hardest not to make any one thing a thing. My nutrition's not a thing. My refrigerator, my superfood cabinet, my herbal cabinet is stocked to the hilt downstairs. When, I, when it's feeding time, I go down there and get some real nutrition. When it's mm -hmm. hydration time, I get some real water. So keeping me balanced in this wild world is important and essential. My mission is, is a very big mission. My mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems. My vision is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in my lifetime. If people don't know what an equitable system is, I have a one-way ticket to Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, Darfur, Sudan, anywhere that natural resources are coveted. So that's my, that's my mission. My mission is to get the world healthy. And with 70% of the American people obese or overweight, I have a big job. So what I do every single day is everything that's in the book, tune yourself up, make yourself presentable, and then go out and like a laser beam, program the mind from the heart's desire and like a laser beam, cut through the fabric of reality and create the vision that you wish to see. And so in a, sea, in a, sea, in a world where scientism has become the new religion, my mentor likes to say that scientists are the prostitutes of the modern era. So a lot of this research bias that we have from food companies, from pharmaceutical companies, from vaccine manufacturing companies wanting you, your consciousness to go into the solution that all our answers are there in commercial farming, in pharmaceutical allopathic medicine, etc. These aren't the solutions. The solutions are nature. Nature has all the solutions for us when we harmonize and live in balance with nature. So my job, my mission for the rest of the time I'm on the planet, as far as I can see, is raising consciousness and connecting people back to their own divinity, Co connecting people back into their own nature as a human being, the nature of reality, which is always rising and falling, rising and passing away. The only constant in the universe is change. And when we harmonize with the natural elements of life, then we can live in coherence with other beings and with our natural environment. We have the technology, and, and you made a good point. Thank God for civilization, culture, consciousness, government, to where we're at. I like flushing my toilet bowl and having it work and having it go to a magical place that I don't know, and somehow <laughs> it gets clean and blah, blah, blah. Well, we've mm -hmm. got also industrial waste. And a lot of those industrial compounds are creating a lot of the autoimmune diseases that we're seeing in the world. And I had black mold exposure and autoimmune disease as well. So mm -hmm. I have to solve the problem for all of us. And so if that's, if that's the case, it's just time for an upgrade. Same thing people say, hear me talk about a world beyond money, the gift economy, et cetera, contributionism. And they say, well, Troy, you're a capitalist. You're making money on, online. That's true. I'm working inside the systems, right? I'm working inside the systems 
Otherwise, I'm just going to be a fringe maniac outside of the systems. How else am I going to live inside the systems? It costs it costs fourteen dollars for a fresh squeezed juice at my at my uh, organic co-op here. It costs money for organic food. It costs money for gasoline, for transportation, etc. So I have to be an expert inside the existing systems, and have vision in towards the future. No different from the Wright brothers or Steve Jobs wanting to put a handheld communication device in everybody's hands. And so you have to have your feet in both worlds, the vision that you, that you see in the future and then where you're at right now. And in fact, these are the principles of alchemy. Alchemy, Neoplatonic philosophy is what all the learned people before industrial age school systems were educated in. And what are the principles of alchemy? Love, truth, wisdom. And so when you're truthful for where you're at, you look in the mirror of exactly where you're at, and then you get an idea of where you wanna be, where you would love to be, that's your love. Truth is looking in the mirror. That creates tension. By law, tension must be resolved. High pressure into low pressure, whatever you wanna call it. Law of thermodynamics, energy can be never uh, created nor destroyed so you have the the truth of where you're at and the love of where you want to be and through that you turn the lead into gold and that is the wisdom that you are looking for and this is the process this is the alchemical process and this is the process that we're going through that's no different and again applied to by many great thinkers napoleon hill put it in his book think and grow rich Whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So back to the creation principle and back to the fact that we are all God creators. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And you bring up a good point. Something that I've been talking about lately on social media and just something that's been coming up a lot with me and different conversations that I've been having is you know, this, this goes along with research and it goes along with spiritual learning and, and traditional education versus self-education or whatever. Information is just information until it's integrated and then it actually becomes wisdom, right? It becomes wisdom once it's lived. It becomes knowledge once it starts to become integrated and you start to practice. And then when you can just live it and you no longer need a reminder, it becomes wisdom, right? So I think this is the case with, let's go like two ends of the spectrum. Spiritual learning, like whether you get that from working with a spiritual teacher or some sort of spiritual practice, or you, like you said, have ayahuasca journey in the Amazon, whatever that is, you learn something there. But if you cannot take it back and integrate it into your life where we do live in the modern world, it becomes useless, right? And the same thing with research. You, Like you mentioned, research, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, you tell me something crazy, the craziest thing you can think of, and because I am a skilled researcher and I know how to navigate that, I can find you a research paper that will prove what you say, right? So well, let, with let research, you you, yeah. Let, let me stop you there. There's two forces on this planet, yin and yang. And again, that's mm -hmm. a big part of my book. Positive, negative, up, down, inhalation, exhalation, masculine, feminine. You can talk mm -hmm. infinitum in both directions, positively right. or negatively on any subject. Yes. Until yeah. And you, if you <laughs> until you ground it in reality, it has until you ground it into your life, it has no ballast in reality. All knowledge yes. is knowledge itself, but knowledge applied is power. We're in the yes. information age. There's too much information there. The industrial age is long go over with. I say the information age is over with. We are moving into the age of authenticity. If you can't implement it into your body, it has no ballast in reality. You can regurgitate scientific papers all day long. I personally don't give a shit. I got all sorts of people that come over my house from yogis to street people and all sorts of theories. And the only thing I look at is, that's interesting. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I understand that. How's that working out for you in yeah. your life in the moment? Right, exactly. Uh, you know, the, the 
The thing that kills me, you know, I've gone through the traditional education system. I'm now getting my PhD and I, I, I love the practice of learning. However, my, the most profound teachers of my life have not been my professors sitting you know, behind the, their desk or just giving lectures all day. They've never actually practiced out in the real world, most of them. The mo most profound teachers that I've ever had are people that I watch who are not even trying to teach me. They're just behaving in a way that I want to behave or they have something that I want and I observe them and that's how I learn, right? That's why I'm so drawn to your work and, and why I follow you on social media and I love your messages is because you're living it, right? You're integrating it. You're not just saying, go read this book, here's, here's the nine principles. You are actually living those nine principles and showing people with actions how to do it. Yeah, there's a principle on the street that I learned many years ago talk is cheap yeah <laughs> yeah my mom taught i i think that was ingrained in me as a young child my mom always said you know words mean nothing until there's action to back it up and so i've always lived by that rule and people who say things i, I always say oh you know that's great that's lovely but when you show me i'm like wow that blows me away like if i could see it that is really impactful well, so I, I have a couple of questions that I like to ask all of my podcast guests if you're up for it before we wrap up our conversation. So the first one is, and I know that you do, but I can't wait to hear more about it. Do you have a morning routine that sets you up for success for the day? And if so, what does it entail? I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a kind of fly by the seat of my pants guy. In my mind, I think I don't have a routine, but actually when you put it down in the brass tacks, I do. I like showers because it grounds me to the earth. So most mornings I like a cold shower. If I feel my nervous system is too jacked up and I need a warm shower, I'll go for it. But usually a shower is in the cards first thing in the morning. As much as I like to meditate, I'm really building my business right now and I just, I just don't do it. Uh, I went through some challenges that are all in the book. I went through my divorce. It was a good time where I was journaling a lot, doing my prayer work, meditating seriously. I will do that anytime I, I get lost in the weeds. But right now, where I'm at right now is I'm, I'm working, promotion of the book. So I pop out of bed and, and pretty much get ready for work. After I hydrate, give me, myself some kind of nutrients. I do like to move my body in all that aspect, so either a barefoot walk or some qigong in the sun in the grass, those types of things I like to do. But because of podcast scheduling and time differences, sometimes I have to start working as soon as I get out of bed. So hydration is, is a no-brainer, but I, I turn my morning routine really into a daily routine. So every day I need to move my body. Every day I need organic nutrition. Every day I need to hug and love on my kids and my wife got to move the body. I got to connect and build my legacy. So I'm very big on social media right now, making 10 to 15 pieces of content minimum a day and masterminding that and, and rebel rousing. My job is to raise human consciousness. So positive or negative, it really doesn't matter what I'm, what I'm putting out there. It's all allowed for people to think for themselves of anything, whether, whether you agree with the president of the United States or whether you like wearing a mask or whether you don't like wearing a mask or whether you like free speech or whether you think people should shut the fuck up if they say something you don't agree with and you like censorship, I don't really care. Just do whatever you're gonna do and I'm gonna go over here and do whatever I think is necessary to wake you up or to wake people up. And the only thing I'm doing is waking myself up. How good are my ideas that I'm putting out on the internet? Because I got to deal with all the trolls and negativity too. And let me tell you, I'm an emotional being just like anyone else. And people start telling me I got my head up my ass one too many times. I'm going to look at that honestly mm -hmm. and be like, and at the bare minimum, whether I think I'm right or wrong, at the, at the bare minimum, I have to look at my own compassion and empathy 
for where people are at. For example, we don't go into kindergarten and start yelling at all the children and tell them that they need to be in university. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. I gotta watch. I gotta watch my own biases. And look, my wake up schedule. I'm on year 21. So when I first started meditating seriously and and and, and stopped partying so much and and uh, really reeled in my life internally, that's 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I've had. I saw David Ike. You know, 19, 18 years ago. You know, he's mm-hmm. famous now, and he was famous 10, 20 years before that on UK television. So the awakening process is a process. Does everyone want to understand that we're Anunnaki, you know, aliens that have been seeded by another race? To, you know, that's way too fucking far out there for most people. And I actually don't give it that much time and attention either, but at least I know that somebody else is talking about it, and I'm aware of that. For the immediate attention, I'm going to pay attention to the air, the water, and the soil because that affects me and the future of my genealogy. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. This isn't one of my questions, but this just came up for me. I'm curious about you have children, and you know they're growing up in this crazy modern society that we live in, where everything's at your fingertips and like you said, anything you want to know, you can find out. And there's a lot of misinformation out there and there's all kinds of unhealthy things and there's healthy things that they could do. And I'm sure you promote them to think for themselves, but how do you navigate that as a parent to balance the good with the bad and protect, but also promote their own thinking? Well, to a certain degree, my children are shrouded. I say that with a grain of salt because I take them out camping and they play with other kids. My son's in hockey, but they are in a private school. They're in a Steiner Waldorf educated uh, school system, which teaches the children how to think for themselves. Yeah. Hey, anyone who's a parent out there that doesn't have their children in, in, in Waldorf school, let me tell you, they teach the children cooking, gardening, needlepoint, knitting, violin, languages, art, massive amounts of art they start drawing as children and and they graduate towards they write their own textbooks and draw all the pictures in the books so they're taught how to think not what to think and they're given the visceral experience not the objective information on biology planting a seed into the ground and you know this genesis and photosynthesis happens and it's abstract thinking. They're, they've mm-hmm. already had the practical experience when they were five years old, six years old, seven years old. So when they get to those textbooks, they can put a, a di- direct experience, which is what I believe is the most important education. Also, my kids aren't shrouded because they live with me. I grew up on the street. I specialize in natural medicine and I have a social media platform that's all over the world. So they are hip. I don't shy away from anything. At one point, my wife was thinking that vaccines were a good idea. And I just told the children, I said, look, there's certain poisons in there that will make you sick. And anything in nature that breaks the skin is the most dangerous. And so you want to be very suspect if a doctor in a white coat comes at you with a needle and wants to poke you in the skin. I recommend you tell them, fuck no. And they children were, you know, what were they, four, three, four, five, six years old at the time, crying at the dinner table? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I personally don't give yeah. a fuck. Is this the right conversation to have to the children? <laughs> well, my kids are fucking clear right now. Whatever's coming, they are whatever's inside of here and everything outside of there is something else. And they have the power to make their own decisions their own intuition of what poison that they want to stick into their face. They've got natural medicine all over their house. They get bug bites and, and, and little skin issues and stuff. It's like, be your own doctor, go up to the medicine cabinet and figure, figure yourself out. I'll help you. I'll pay for a doctor. I'll take whatever you need. But the fact of the matter is I'm teaching them to be resilient first and foremost. They've contracted as a soul to come to this planet at this time. 
And this is what they've contracted for. This is what you've contracted for. This is what I've contracted for. Coronavirus is like, this is par for the course because we came here for massive transformation and the evolution of consciousness. And that's what we've all prayed for. And that's what's all happening right now. The world's at a standstill and it's waiting for you to envision the utopia or dystopia, whatever you envision, that's what you will receive. Yep, I totally agree. And that is exactly the message that I'm also putting out there around coronavirus and this whole situation is, you know, you can see this as negative and you can live in this time and fear and anxiety. And, you know, it, unfortunately right now, our minds are in a very suggestible state because things are different, right? And our neuroplasticity is higher because we're doing different things than we normally do. Th different situations are happening than what we're used to and we're pushed out of our routines. So it means that our minds and our brains are more moldable right now. So if we spend this time in anxiety and in a state of fear, then we, we risk hardwiring that in, right? But on the flip side, if we see this as a time to rest, reset, pivot, to look for new creative things to do, to step outside the box or to, you know, self-educate, whatever it is, if we choose to do something positive, then our, that will be hardwired into our brain and our mind. So I see it as an exciting time too. That's good. That's a good point. I'm going to make a video on that afterwards. Awesome. I love it. Help me get the message out there. <laughs> okay, one last question for you. And maybe this is something you've already told us about, or maybe it's something completely different. But if you had just one piece of, if you could provide just one piece of tangible advice to our listeners that would help them to improve their overall health and wellness, what would that be? Figure out what your, your dream, your purpose, and your legacy will be on this planet. It's the first chapter in my book. It's probably the most important thing. When you figure out from your heart's desire, so somebody just injected $200 million into your bank account, or you won the lottery, what did, what did you love to do as a kid? Figure, figure that out. The problem is with clients I've done over the years is, is they want to monetize it. Just, you already have all the money in the world. What would you be doing with your time? And really fantasize on that. What do you love to do? What, if money wasn't an issue, and FYI, we are upgrading the money system right now. Peter Diamantes, you can look it up on Singularity University. He talks within the, the next 12 years, we will be in a post-capitalistic world. If you listen to Michael Tellinger talk about free energy and a world beyond money uh, out of South Africa, he talks about the Ubuntu movement, which means contributionism, which is the future of our, of our humanity, where brothers and sisters give their gifts and technology uh, helps us with our needs. So if money's not an issue, what are you doing with your time and your energy? Because that's going to get you out of bed every morning. That's going to put you on a, a due north path. And then you design a dream team and everyone has to be aligned with your dream of the future. And so, and it, you make decisions that are based on your dream. We only have basically three decisions. We got optimal, suboptimal, and then no choice, which either means waiting for more information or apathy and indifference, which is the most dangerous, a case of the fuck it's. Actually, the first sentence in my book opens up with that word. So a case of the fuck it's, which sends a message to the body there is nothing here on planet earth to live for. And so you can contract a disease, parasites, fungus, viruses, start colonizing you and you go bye-bye because those are mother nature's uh, garbage cleaners. And so we wanna make sure that our mind is very clear. We're tapped in on our dream. We are imbued with the power of the creator. When we are clear on our dream, then we activate that God presence inside of us and we go forward 
utilizing our third eye or our inner vision or our vision and we cut through the fabric of reality and we create that's how the world works so get clear on your legacy get clear on your purpose write your eulogy write your tombstone figure out what it is from your heart that you desire to envision in the world and go out and do that. That is the most important thing that you can do. And then organic food and hydration and sleep and nature and forgiving your loved ones and living a blessed life becomes a natural byproduct of your dream, not Troy Casey's cockamamie ideas of holistic health. I love it. Thank you for that. If the listeners are interested in checking out your new book, Ripped at 50, or if they want to connect with you on social media or by email, where's the best place? Best place is troycasey.com, rippedat50book.com. Pretty easy to Google. My link and my bio and Instagram leads to all my programs. And there's also con- places to contact my team is so inundated with messages right now we're actually building infrastructure to answer all these messages right now so comment section on my instagram posts or facebook posts are probably the easiest way to get something seen by me and my team cool perfect well we will include all of those links in the show notes and everywhere that they can find your book you social media uh so thank you again for coming on and sharing your knowledge with all of us today i appreciate you so much i appreciate the opportunity god bless you and god bless everybody on this planet thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode and thank you for being part of the biocurious community I really appreciate each and every one of you. If you enjoyed this episode, please support our work by leaving us a quick review on Apple Podcasts and sending this episode to one friend who you think could benefit from the information. And if you screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, please tag us so that we can repost it and connect with you personally. I also wanted to thank our sponsors who help us sustain this work. I only invite brands that I personally use and trust and also personally know the owners who take pride in the quality of their products. Formula is my all-time favorite nootropic brand because they have simple, no filler or junk formulations that are tailored to your specific needs. My favorite formula is their creativity stack, which I use on podcast recording days to improve my word recall and creative thinking. BioStrap is my favorite wearable and personal data collection device. It's also my secret weapon for biohacking my sleep and recovery. You can find the links for both of these amazing companies in the show notes. And don't forget to use code BIOCURIOUS for special listener discounts. Until next time, my friends, please be well.